What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Halftime Snacks podcast. This show features short interviews that you can listen during the halftime of your favorite sports events. Every Tuesday, I host fun conversations with talented people in the sports industry, where we'll learn from their stories, knowledge, and experiences. So go grab your favorite snack and come snack with us. Are you ready? Let's go. Today's episode features a massive guest who's joining me from Miami in South Florida. This man launched a law firm and then he became founder and CEO of the Jerseyverse. The Jerseyverse is a platform that gives athletes the ability to own their content and creations through sport. Their mission is to empower athletes with technology to develop their career and leverage the unique opportunities that they encounter at every stage. I'm so excited to host him, and I'm sure we're all going to learn a lot from him. So allow me to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, Isa Hall. What's up, Isa? Welcome <laughs> to Halftime Snacks, man. How are you? Uh, man, you made me feel like a boxer coming out to, to, to start the fight, man. I'm great, man. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's the point is to hype you up, to get you excited, to get you on the Halftime Snacks. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have a chat with you. So uh, let's roll it off with an icebreaker to, to start to, to, to get you to speak a little bit. All right. Um, so this one's the one I have for you. If you could have any celebrity for uh, over for dinner, who would you who, who would you choose and why? Jay-Z, because honestly, just, you know, one of my, my favorite rapper of all time, but Um, I, I quote a lot of his lyrics um, in, in things that I do. And also he's really big in the sports space. And I know he's doing a little tech stuff. So I feel like we, we would just hit it off because, you know, I feel like certain people were just cut from the same cloth. When you, you know, you just bounce to the music, work out, you know, it just happens. <laughs> and so that's very easy. Everybody who knows me knows he's Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z, if you're listening to this, man, you have a date with Isa Ho. He's, he's down to take you out. So you better you better hit him up. Um, <laughs> Miami, Miami, like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isa, man, you have uh, such an interesting background uh, because you, you you studied law and then uh, opened up a firm and then uh, you transitioned into um, blockchain and the metaverse and the whole thing around how that connects to uh, to athletes. So how about you start off by maybe sharing with us uh what is the jersey verse that i that i briefly introduced maybe give us a little bit more of like the meat inside of what it is and how mm -hmm. exactly you came up with such a cool name i want to hear the story so thank you jersey verse intro so uh, jersey verse is a decentralized playground for athletes you know and and that's really the short quick version of it but when we say decentralized playground for athletes it's just because um something that we do not like is how uh, we believe athletes are being exploited um, in so many different ways and we believe in just the power of sport um me personally i've never played anything past you know the ymca but sport has done so much for me personally my relationships uh, my partner at the law firm uh my friends, like playing pickup basketball, like all these connections I've made in life, I've made because I was just good at a sport and good for the average person. But um, that is the process and the power that we're implementing when we say the Jersey verse. And so um, looking at it from the level of athletes who are actually chasing opportunities in the NCAA, uh, when we say exploitation, 
I, I have it out for the NCAA because they're not paying athletes and they make so much money off their backs. But with Jerseyverse, we're creating the structure and the foundation for athletes to be able to own it. My objective, our objective is for athletes to own sports, like period. And we mean globally because, you know, you think about it, one thing that you can never buy your way onto. Like, I don't care how rich you are. You can never, unless you have the talent, you can never play on a professional sports team. You cannot. It only, re, like, you can only do it through skill. Um, and understanding, like, one, it's, like, fair, brings people together. Like, you think we go to a game of our favorite team. We can be strangers, but we're best friends for that moment. And it's one of the, the most pure forms of, of um, you know, upper mobility, economic opportunity. And we look at trying to present a space for athletes to connect, to make more opportunities, period. Um, a lot of, you know, athletes um, join looking for whether it's sponsors or they're looking for opportunities or to be recruited. But we understand that that needs to be a central space where people can connect. And that's Jersey, the app that is included in the Jersey verse and understanding that we built this knowing that we needed to make connections and give people the ability to spread the power of sport and understanding that once we do that, we can educate them and also give them tools to, to amplify that and actually monetize themselves. And I think that's a really major component of it, being able to monetize themselves and not be exploited. And I want to know, because you're carrying a Jersey that says Jersey sponsor. It started as Jersey sponsor, then it's, it got simplified to Jersey. Now it's the Jersey verse. So would you mind explaining a little bit more around the rationale behind that brand shift? What are you guys looking to achieve with that? Or what was, were some of the reasons that you guys uh, changed the name uh, for those listening? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, my shirt does say Jersey sponsor. This is the OG <laughs> shirt. Uh, so I'll kind of give you an example of, of what we're doing with Jersey sponsor and now being Jersey, but this is the app, this is the engine. And so we have a, a, a few pillars of the Jersey verse, but the app, the engine, the community element of it, right? You don't have a product, you don't have a community is the toughest part to tackle. Um, we started because one of the things that most athletes are looking for, they always come to us and they say, um, you know, sponsorships are very popular. And if you think about things like NIL and sponsorships, Uh, we interviewed about 100 professional athletes. These are people playing in like the G League. These are basketball, um, G League, NBA. One of over 100 had a sponsorship, okay? This is, this is generally applicable. Um, from We're talking about a, a big four sport and down. So that means this is applying to 1% or less of athletes, right? So sponsorships apply to 1% of professional athletes. The numbers are probably very similar for NCAA athletes and are probably very similar for everything else, right? Probably worse. And so we started with market research because a lot of athletes said they want sponsorships and came to understand that we had to provide a solution for 99% of athletes. And we spent six months after product launch really figuring out what connects athletes, what's something we can bring to the 99% of athletes who are not getting sponsorships or are unable to activate a sponsorship and say, hey, we can bring you here, provide value to you and build a community. And so that was what we did. Once 
well, Jersey sponsor, it's not that we removed the sponsorship component of it. We just shortened the name and we understood that we didn't want people to only come here for sponsorships. We can give them so much more. We can give them, you know, obviously like connections and sponsorships and opportunities. And I think just the, the, the fact that we can present the ability for athletes to do so many things, we started to understand that we now had our core for this community. And so after we were able to redefine and figure out exactly what would bring athletes together or what value we could offer them, then we were able to activate the Jersey verse, which is basically the rest of the components of things that help bring value to them. And that's where we get into things like the NFTs and things like, uh, you know, media and things like, um, you know, blockchain, all the cool stuff, all the bells and whistles. But those things I just mentioned to you are very simple, easy things to do because you've seen them done a million times on the Internet. Making an app that brings people together and solve the problem for them is the most difficult thing to do. And that's why we spent so much time working strictly on that component and we left everything else because we knew that we can activate all the other stuff once we saw the problem. But if the problem is dependent on building a community and getting the people there, you don't have a Jersey verse without having that community first. And so that's why we spent so much time um, understanding our users and our environment and athletes and, and building the app and the community first. So that's where that came from and then it evolved. Yeah, and, and one thing I like about about the app and about you guys and value proposition is that you offer help for athletes at every stage in their careers, whether they're, you know, coming up, uh, developing their talent, the emerging talent, um, or they're playing currently, or they're, you know, post post retirement. You guys offer opportunities for all of them. Uh, was it always like that or you guys started off with like maybe more just like the the athletes and then figured out that also athletes that are retired could benefit from this or was the the original idea from that whole spectrum or how how exactly uh that came to fruition i'll i'll, I'll give you i am an athlete and i actually wanted something that'll help solve a problem of mine which is finding people and places to play pickup with especially in like new cities and things like that and so That's kind of like the baseline component. Can I find places and people in sports who enjoy the same things that I do? And so when it came to solving problems for professional athletes or retired athletes or high, it is just it's the what they're looking for changes and the resources that are attracted to them changes. But the actual matching component does not change. It is always the same. And so it basically is where are we going to dial in their connection And it's not the fact that we have to actually change that component of it. So all we're doing is, is saying, we're going to connect you. And it's not that we have to connect them. What they're looking for is going to change. And what how we match them is always going to be the same. So that's really the major component. That's the engine. You know, it's like a, we look like a dating app, right? You, you, you know, you put, on, you put up your good picks and now you tell us what you're looking for. And all you got to do, regardless, is present yourself and look for the proper things. Tell us what you're looking for. And the matching happens naturally. And that's how we we structure what we're doing. Yeah. And putting, I think you mentioned something super important, which is putting yourself out there. I feel like, mm -hmm. I mean, most athletes or not all athletes, uh, I'd say, um, are putting themselves out there uh, looking for opportunities because maybe they're because too focused on, on you know, getting the skills, getting everything right and trying to build, mm -hmm. you know, their career in sports. But it's also a matter of like realizing that there's more, beyond sports right uh mm -hmm. and probably like a platform like yours is allowing them to very simply and very easily 
just put themselves out there and while they're you know doing everything else and be you know available for opportunities at the same time in an ideal world isa um i know you mentioned this a couple of times but i, would, I just want to hear like how do you see how do you see that happening in a in an ideal world in the, maybe the future um how exactly is jerseyverse integrated with the whole experience around athletes how they speak about it how they interact with it on a daily basis or on a weekly basis uh or what what do you see how do you see the scaling throughout the world or throughout specific niches that you're looking at in a, in a very ideal world um how how would you see that happening so let me ask you this what what do you think of when you hear the word decentralization something that is not required that does not require from a specific location and that it doesn't require from regulation from a specific entity that's probably the things that come to mind but how do you relate that to the athlete's experience is it because no matter where where they are they can benefit from just being athletes is that it so that's that's a key component of it um if you look at um think about something a sponsorship is very easy to speak of think about something like a sponsorship right Okay. If if you're capable of pulling a sponsorship, so if you're LeBron James, guess what? You probably have an agent, but you're you're capable of doing all these things. So agents are knocking on your door because you can make them money. Now, say you're not LeBron, but you could benefit from sponsorships or at least understanding the space. Who's going to help you? Nobody, because you can't make them money, right? So now you're there's a dependency created with that. And so when I think of decentralization, it's basically removing dependency, saying I can benefit from something on my own directly based on the, the, the energy I can put into it, basically. And so um, we look at it as ownership, right? Things like, uh, you know, trading cards, for example, if, if an athlete can generate trading cards and you can issue them to your fans and followers yourself, instead of having to go through a company that pays you a royalty, then you don't get paid when that thing sells for $10 million. Mm. Like, Why, why would we allow that to happen, right? Or right. is let me say this, are there better solutions than that in 2022? Yes, like we can look at that and say, hey, yeah, yeah, there's definitely better solutions than that. <laughs> and so when we look at providing these, these opportunities for athletes, I look at it as it is just a baseline change in how the space functions. So if I want to release a, some, uh, an update, a press release, or I have a story, if I want to announce where I'm going to go to college, I should be able to release that myself and be paid for that. I don't have, I shouldn't have to go to ESPN. Right. ESPN makes the money from it. They get the views and maybe I get a cut from ESPN, but probably not, especially if I'm in like high school or something, I'm just getting, you know, the likes, mm -hmm. but I should be able to own that and release that myself. I should be able to own these things and understanding because we talk about every stage, The travesty is younger athletes, especially like everybody doesn't go pro. Some people's prime is like in their high school. Mm -hmm. It's it's when they're in high school. Right. And or, you know, in college and they're not getting the benefits of their fame and all the eyeballs and all the money that's being made off of. And so when I look at decentralization. It basically is saying, hey, I can own and release my own product. Yes, an agent or someone can come help me. But we look at it as This is a space where you can come and do these things on your own without needing someone else or without having a building dependency or without a requirement that you must make other people money. And by removing those dependencies and decentralizing it, it opens up the space and it opens up the opportunities 
And in reality, it makes it, it's like, hey, we're just, we can just go direct to our fans or direct to our consumers because technology can now do what I had to rely on, you know, a middleman for. We just don't need that anymore. Yeah, and I think that, you know, taking the perspective of like a global uh, side, I think that many athletes, like at least in the U.S., feel like the industry is somewhat more advanced that if you like go to like different countries in the third world or like of there's plenty of people that get just forgotten because they didn't mm -hmm. make the cut or that they you know they weren't there, there was no budget for them or like you know there's like i feel like there's thousands of stories uh out in the world from people that just you know were unlucky and i feel like mm -hmm. your platform creates a, sur a surface of luck for everyone out there that uh, could benefit no matter where you are. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that and I'm looking forward to it. Um, in terms of like trends, I mean, you've been mentioning a few trends that ha are favorable for you and for, for Jerseyverse, um, like the Metaverse, NFTs and blockchain and NIL, mm -hmm. for instance. I wonder if like one, if there's one or two trends that you can think about that is actually on 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 the other hand challenging the, your your process or your development and i feel like you know you you have like a very specific background on law and and mm -hmm. regulatory so I'm, i wonder if maybe there's something there or if there's anything else that is um challenging you guys or competing with you guys uh to where you actually want to become or who you want to be in a couple of years Oh, I have two answers for this because you mentioned regulations, regulations, law. It always gets in the way. It always <laughs> gets in the way. It makes like when you look at it with like the NCAA, you look at it with laws like states have to pass laws for NIL and it takes so long. And who suffers? The people who need to be benefiting right now. And so that's that's like every single day. I'm, you know, obviously I'm a lawyer and I'm and I'm always like telling, you know, people on the team like, hey, we can do this. And I'm like, well, we can't because the SEC or yeah. or, you know, IRS, somebody is going to create some complications there. And so that is always like a big complication. But the other one who always is creating problem in this space is not really it's the NCAA. You know, the NCAA um, makes a lot of excuses and they just aren't treating athletes fairly. And so when you, you know, like what's getting in our way, the NCAA prevents a lot of the opportunities and the revenue and all these other op like just things that need to happen. So the NCAA keeps those things from happening because they're they're basically exploiting, you know, this 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 resource that cannot be replaced and they've somehow been able to like take all of the money, like yeah. billions of dollars from all this stuff. And so um, I, I have to give them their shout out uh, for <laughs> continuing to do that. But, you know, obviously one of the things when we speak of decentralization, that is the danger of centralized organizations. They become power vacuums nice. and money vacuums. Yeah, I feel like expanding more on that, I'll probably just say that it's just every federation out there that is mm -hmm. not acting in the best interest of their own athletes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I've, I see that also happening here in Mexico, and I know that happens probably everywhere. I feel like there's there's tons of documentaries of how, you know, e either the federation went out his way, their way to just benefit themselves or get the, all mm -hmm. the revenue. Like, you, this is something that happens probably everywhere. 
And mm -hmm. I agree with you that kind of like the whole decentralized side of the new technologies will comfort these these institutions as well. And the thing is that, man, these institutions do it because they're comfortable. They're not changing because they're earning the money. And they're, you know, I feel like they're ran bad by, by the old school, you know, the old generation of, you know, people that are over 60 or 50 years old greed. that they don't really know. And the greed, yeah, right. I, like this is, I think that it's so important, right? Like to recognize how even even in sports, you know, we always speak about sports thinking that it's for young people, right? The product might be for for young people. The entertainment might be, you know, for, for young, younger audiences, right? But at the same time, the ones running it are not as young. So the whole like battle between we are the product but we are also not getting paid as much as you are that makes like a lot of friction and i agree that the whole mm -hmm. new technology and of course jerseyverse is gonna is gonna change that and i'm looking forward to it um i know that you mentioned to me um before we started that you guys are working on a very special product a project sorry um cl called the club dap nft Um, mm -hmm. so I want you to maybe just share a little bit more with us about what that is and, uh, what's the potential of it and, uh, share with us more, more, as much as you can share. I know that there's, you know, sometimes details that you can't, you can't share, uh, but share with us as much as you can share. Oh, well, you know what, I, when it, when it comes to athletes, we're going to share everything anyway, but, uh, with NFTs, we've probably seen the crazy, you know, the craziness in the space, um, And so uh, we are creating a very unique NFT experience. And obviously the things that we're doing for athletes, and we say Club DAP, D-A-P, but it stands for the Decentralized Athlete Playground, right? And, and of course, you know, a handshake is a DAP too. So we, we got a double whammy <laughs> with that one. And so we're creating a very unique experience because something that we believe in is collective movements, collectives, when it comes to defeating predatory institutions and things of that nature. And so the club is basically uh, something very special that we're putting together for athletes to not just have, um, you know, access and the opportunity to have the benefits of being aligned with the company, but also being able to allow and help us execute the mission when it comes to um, providing opportunities through sports And also, and this is the part I'm not going to talk about too much, but I'm going to mention it, is um, when it comes time for us to start implementing ways and actions to defeat predatory institutions and things of that nature um, and get athletes paid. So the purpose of this unique NFT experience is very a very specialized community that understands the assignment of what we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, with NFTs and these very special tokens, there's only one of one. It's only one of one and understanding, excuse me, it's not just one of one, but meaning yours is very unique to you. And we're doing this um, because one, we want to be able to allow more of the community, um, especially when you look at like barriers of entry, these things are selling for millions of dollars and all that stuff. But we want people who are in tune with what we're doing to have a very unique ability to participate in that and to come along for the ride of what the Jersey verse is doing. So I know that didn't get too far into the details, but understand that it's a very um, special project that we'll be launching, especially in the NFT space. Um, and, um, you know, another NFT teaser 
athlete trading cards. Like that's one of the no-brainers of like, these are things that just should be mainstream and exist. And that's another thing that we're doing. So we'll be very heavy in the NFT space um, with Club Dapp. That's something that'll be launching sometime next month. And um, it'll be uh, very exciting, you know, all the, you know, the inside info and the opportunity to kind of align with um, our corporate objectives and actually have a community allow us to build that too uh, are some of the cool things we'll be doing. Uh, it sounds like you guys are working on super exciting projects uh, like that one. And I, I'm looking forward to the ones that also are going to come after it, you know, yes. um, seeing where you guys are going to go and, and how the path is going to look like. I'm excited for it, Asa. Um, Thanks. Before we go, I have to, you know, ask you a more personal question to get clo to know <laughs> you more closely. And the, the one I prepared for you uh that I maybe I already know what your answer is going to be, but doesn't really matter because I want I want the listeners to to hear it as well. Is that suppose I would give you a hundred ten uh, million dollars? Hundred was a lot. Ten million dollars to invest. Uh, how would you use it? You can't invest it on Jersey verse. You can't. Okay. But you can uh -oh. invest it in any any other thing. So how would you use it and 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 why? Okay, can't invest in Jersey verse. So you took away my my obvious answer. But if I could invest that much money, I would invest it in athletes and opportunities. So I I would literally just go ahead and pro provide those opportunities to the people. And so I'm I'm big on you know startups and understanding like how we can support ourselves and like do things we love. I'm very big on entrepreneurship. So I would literally go and do the exact same thing with that to as many people as possible is actually what we're doing with Club Dapp too, as far as this, the scholarships are concerned, providing as many opportunities to as many people as possible because I, I am such a believer in the power of sports. So, I mean, that's, that's too easy for me, but you know, it's what we're doing anyway. I can't help it. <laughs>